Hello, and welcome to Getting It Done, a podcast about music education and life lessons. I'm your host, Tim Rausenberger, and today is Monday, January 29th, 2018. This is episode 222, Make America Think Again. I couldn't resist using this title because every person across the United States for a solid two years was treated to the slogan, Make America Great Again. And regardless of your political stance, and I don't really discuss politics at all on my podcasts, but I think we can all agree that America is, has been, and will always be great in so many ways. And unfortunately, I think there are ways in which we will never be as great as we could be. That's the case with pretty much every country around the world. There's a reason why those surveys that come out each year ranking each nation, and I believe the United States, I think, came in 17th of the either the most desired places or the uh, healthiest places to live. There are a lot of factors that are involved, and there's no country that's a clear-cut number one across the board. It's not even close. So I think there's so many ways that places all over the world can be greater. But make America think again? I don't even know if that is as important as just making America think. Because I think that that is a major problem in this country. People don't think. Now, let's be fair. People all over the world make questionable, idiotic, silly decisions on so many different types of things. There are a lot of people who are simply not educated for a lot of different reasons. They don't have the resources, they don't have the means, the way that things are set up in their country is such that they are never going to receive the type of education you're going to get in in so many other areas of the world. But when it comes to America, I find too many people in this country have resources available to them and they don't use them. And I think we don't need to go any further than the phone, which I have said in so many past episodes, and I still find that there are a lot of people who use just their phones for a lot of straight-up nonsense. The computer is, I don't think, anywhere nearly as popular as the phone is now. 
but we have so much information at our fingertips and it's not even just in terms of just doing a Google search. I'm talking about pulling up videos. I'm talking about all of the coverage on so many different things. Even if you have a preference in terms of the, the ways that you receive your news or the channels you prefer to receive it, isn't it better to even get a biased angle on something than to not even receive the angle at all and to not even receive the information? For instance, it's, it's widely known that a lot of people who support the Republican Party or are more conservative in nature tend to gravitate to Fox and more specifically Fox News. And that's fine for them. Whereas people who are in support of the Democrats and a little more liberal will support MSNBC. And now with the way things are, CNN definitely steers itself a lot more towards the Democrat liberal end of the spectrum than the other side. And they had been gravitating that way for years. And as we've seen with everything that happened with uh, the, the presidential election in 2016, that's where we're at with our different forms of the media, at least those three news outlets. But think of how many people you may know, or even just yourself. And you have these opportunities to receive news on the local level, regional level, national level, world, and international level. And people don't do it. More often than not, they'll come home at the end of a long day and they watch things that are I, I don't I don't think it's it's bad TV but I think it's TV that's not doing anything terribly beneficial for you now I have my crutches I'll be the first to to say that I have my entertainment that I enjoy. And I'll actually be happy to share it with you. I have no problem saying it. I've always been a wrestling fan. I don't care if people hate on me for that. I quite frankly don't, (laughs) couldn't care less about people who judge me for anything at this point in in my life because uh, I'm I'm so past that. Uh, I know what I like. I know the things that make me happy. And that's one of the things. And I, I go through my moments where I'll watch wrestling, uh, avidly and 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 watch it frequently on TV but I'll also have moments where I won't watch it for months. But that's just one thing that I watch. I know it's scripted. People will say it's fake. It's not fake. It's scripted. What they do is very very difficult. I watch some reality TV primarily in the form of uh shows such as Judge Judy or uh, Catfish 
on MTV. I just find that show to be fascinating for whatever reason. And I also enjoy, outside of the things that I watch on TV, I enjoy watching videos, specifically funny videos, whether they be uh, comedy or prank videos. I just enjoy them because I think it's important to laugh. I think we can agree that very little of what I just stated is educational in nature. You could say that catfish could be educational in learning how to protect yourself and be safe on the internet. Uh, You could say that with Judge Judy, there are a certain terminology you can learn from. And I have to say, in terms of reading and interrogating people uh, over the course of my teaching career, there are actually some techniques that I learned from her show, which were actually helpful to me. But in terms of the higher level of thinking and the type of education that is going to progress our society and really just help all of humanity, there are a lot of ways we can get what we need to know. And people just simply don't do it. Everyone has their weaknesses. Everyone has their strengths. I know what mine are. And I always live by something that I learned from my cooperating teacher when I did my student teaching a bazillion years ago, which was build on your strengths, work on your weaknesses. My weaknesses I knew when I was in college had to do with my writing skills and my reading comprehension. And I've worked very, very hard on those things. I know that the way that I present my podcasts can always be better. I know that I'm not perfect, but the one difference, and I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anyone else or worse than anyone else, but I don't do any editing with my, my podcasts. Uh, You'll see with a lot of videos, for instance, uh, the videos that you'll see online and very popular ones, ones that will even be viral. They oftentimes will be edited in one way or another. I don't edit my podcasts. You're not going to hear me in one voice and then all of a sudden you can clearly hear from the background noise that I edited it in such a way. You're not going to hear that. What you see is what you get. What you hear is the truth and and it's not it has not been altered in any way. So I know that the way that I speak to people there's always room for improvement. One of my biggest issues that I still know to this day, and I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get rid of it, would be saying, um, um, and I do that all the time. It's something in my family. A lot of my family members have always done that. One thing I don't say, which drives me personally crazy for all the people that may be bothered in some way, shape, or form by the word, um, or, some of the other things that I may, words that I may use frequently, I cannot stand when people say, and so. 
and so drives me completely crazy. I don't think I've ever said that in my life because there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing about it in terms of the English language that it's ever going to be uh, appropriate to use in any type of sentence. And it drives me completely crazy when people say it, but I always hold back. We always have things that we can improve upon, though. In terms of my public speaking, like I said, I have those things. In terms of my knowledge of history, I'm always trying to get better at what I do know. What are my strengths with history? Geography. I've always been strong at geography. Do you know how many people in this country cannot tell you where specific states are located? Do you know how many people in this country don't even know how many states there are in this country? It's terrifying. This is not hard to do. Just simply pull up some videos. Find videos asking people about their basic knowledge on the simplest things, types of things you should have learned in early grade school. And they haven't a clue. You could ask people right now who the president of the country is. Of course they're going to know the answer right away. But do they know who the vice president is? You'd be surprised at how many don't. It was worse years ago. But I think people had a little bit more of an excuse. Because information was not as readily available. If you're going to get your information in the form of news, in the form of media, you had to watch TV, listen to the radio, or open up a newspaper. And the average uh, 16-year-old doesn't really have much of an interest in opening up the New York Times. The average 16-year-old is probably not going to sit and watch uh, Meet the Press. Because those shows, you know, they can be a rough watch. It can also be very intimidating when the information is being presented in such a manner where you're intimidated. I've had situations where I've played speeches, motivational speeches, or uh, inspirational speeches. And those speeches are such that there, there are words being used that can simply intimidate you or, or you just don't understand what they're saying. Ever had that moment before where you're listening to someone, you don't know what they're saying at all, and then you just start to space out or you tune out. Now, if you're in a situation where you can't go anywhere, you just tune out and start thinking about other things. But if you're watching it on TV or you're watching it on the internet uh, you can just turn it off. Then you might miss some of the most important things. We think about people, for instance, who listen to music. And we live in that, that the society now of instant gratification. And if the music doesn't excite us right away, and it doesn't grab you right away, you might be compelled to turn it off. 
Think about some of the greatest pieces of classical music where turning it off wouldn't have been one of the best options. I will never forget to this day, and one of the things I learned in terms of listening to music, especially listening to things that I'm not familiar with and things that I don't know, the biggest and greatest and best lesson I ever learned was something I did not learn from anyone or while I was in school. It was from a CD. And I strongly, strongly urge you to consider listening to this music, find it online, purchase the music, and just sit down and just take it in for what it is. The artist is Keith Jarrett. He is a a pianist known primarily for his jazz and his improvised jazz. But he's also a terrific classical piano player. And Jarrett has one of the greatest albums of all time. It's called The Kuhn Concert. K-O-L-N. And there's an umlaut, those two dots over the O. And if you read about the details of the concert, there are so many reasons why that concert shouldn't have even happened. And it turned out to be one of the most magical performances to ever occur. Every single note in the concert is straight up improvisation. And I'll never forget, uh, I've never been um, someone who loves jazz. I like jazz, but I've never really loved jazz. And Jarrett helped me to change my mind a little bit and to open my mind. Because I remember listening, the way the concert was broken down, it was in parts. And I was listening to part number one. I have no idea why. I don't remember what I was doing. This is one of those spots where it was a musical moment, but I don't remember where I was. And I'm listening to the music. And I think for some reason, it seems to the thing that seems to jump in my mind is uh, 20 minutes, nine seconds. But I know it's right around the 20 minute mark. And it's going along, and it's it's f- amazing. It's amazing that someone is improvising music this fantastic. And all of a sudden, he just starts this, what else can I say, moment from the 20-minute mark and just builds it and builds it and builds it. And he just keeps on adding layers and he, and the music just gets more and more intense. How lucky the people in that audience were. If you were, if you were able to, to sit there and just take in someone clearly pouring his heart, pouring his soul into that musical instrument. And it opened my mind up. And it gave me ideas. It helped it helped me with my teaching. But these are the things that make you think. And our country is just not thinking enough. Which is ironic because I keep on bringing back all this information we have available to us. We didn't have this years ago. 
Now, I'm not going to get into politics, but I will tell you not only just politicians, but there are a lot of other people in this country who would be much happier if the public stayed as uneducated as possible. Because the cold, hard reality is that people who do not have that information and they just don't know, you can capitalize on them. And that's very bothersome. That's always bothered me a lot. I think it's so wrong on so many levels when you are fully aware that you're essentially taking advantage of their lack of knowledge. I I don't want to say stupidity because I don't think it's, I don't think the answer and the, the issue here is being stupid. Now you could say that people are being ignorant. That's a possibility. You can say that people don't have any desire to learn. They don't want, or some people don't want the information. Classic example. If you are a strong, strong believer of some type of religion and you believe in God, are you really going to sit down with any type of publication of any kind, an article, a book that talks about all of the uh, reasons that this could not possibly be true, things that have to do with perhaps evolution. So it can be a little bit difficult. Sometimes, oftentimes, people don't want to know the truth which is is unfortunate. See, I am okay and I think that a lot of people who want to be in the know, they want to be aware of both sides of the equation to be able to make a rational decision. That's the way that I've always operated, more than ever now. I don't just want to hear one side. And it's one of the reasons why I have my own beliefs on so many of the most most controversial issues in the world, and I don't really share them uh, outwardly and openly with people because I don't want people to form a, a type of judgment about me that I'm going to have a skewed potential judgment towards them. Or towards others, which is the furthest thing from the truth. Quite honestly, I I couldn't care less, and I don't say this in a mean way, but it doesn't bother me if someone is a conservative Republican with very, very strong core values, and this is something that they believe in and it works for them. It doesn't bother me if someone believes in God or someone has a specific religion, or someone is incredibly liberal to the point that they do things that are so out of the box and so aggressive, or someone who may be a complete atheist 
people who who are pro-abortion, anti-abortion. It doesn't matter to me. What I don't like is I don't like when when someone has a stance on something, but they don't know the other stance. And you'll see this frequently. This is where that that lack of education actually does bother me. Uh, Again, there's nothing wrong with having that belief, but if you don't know the other side or you're not at least educated on the other side, you may disagree with it and that's fine, but if you're not at least educated on the other side and you've only learned one side of the coin, that doesn't work. And this is the thing that certainly aggravates people. And it aggravates aggravates people who have taken the time to learn this information. I had someone who is a good friend of mine who absolutely is not book smart. As far as common sense is concerned, he has it in, in... Oh my goodness, droves. He has so much great uh, awareness about him in terms of doing anything uh, and, and he would and he would give of himself immediately to help you. But he's not book smart. And he doesn't really have much of a desire. He has uh, very, very strong views. On, on different types of things. And I remember going on one of my cross-country trips and I came back and I told him in advance that I was going. And he saw me about two weeks after I came back from the trip and he actually looked at me and I couldn't believe he said this. He said, why would you do that? I said, do what? He said, make a cross-country trip for six weeks and go to a whole bunch of places you've never been to before. I mean, this is the conversation I was having with this person. It was sad. And unfortunately, we have too many people from all around the world who do not feel comfortable leaving what they know. You know the type of people, the ones who live in their towns for their entire lives, and they might be bitter about different things, but they're not willing to take the risk to find out if things will be better somewhere else. One of the primary reasons I wanted to see this entire country was to simply get out of this area and find out how how different things could potentially be. And I found out quickly. That's why I went, went and did another trip. and I plan on doing many more before my time is up on this earth. Because... My, my, my quench and this, this, uh, my, my thirst is not quenched to learn as much as possible. And specifically in America, we have one person after another who doesn't have the most basic facts. And it's, it's frankly, it's inexcusable. I say this to my students all the time, and and I I can only do so much to, again, hopefully motivate them and inspire them and show them the way, and there's only going to be so much that I can do because eventually they're no longer going to be in school of any kind.
whether it's dropping out at 16, whether it's graduating at 18, whether it's going on to college and graduating at maybe 22 or 23, or even going further in college, becoming one of those quote unquote lifelong students. And maybe you're a student until you're 30 years old. At some point, school's going to stop. And this thing called life and reality is really going to kick in. And the question is, when it does happen, are you going to continue to educate yourself or are you going to stop? And I've said it in past podcasts, the second you stop is in many ways, the second that the brain, there are lots of parts of the brain that just die. When those, everything in there is just not firing off the way that, that it was when you were learning in school, when you were uh, starting to retain the knowledge and you were a critical thinker. And in 2018, it should be getting better. It's not. I can assure you it's not getting better. It's not getting better because the curricula that have been written in so many different environments, I don't care if it's public schools, I don't care if it's private schools, charter schools, religious institutions, it doesn't matter where you go. In And I've worked in just about all of them. And I can tell you that in all these different situations, there are things in the curricula that I couldn't possibly disagree with more. Even just in music, there are certain things that are taught and people teach them and I don't think they even realize why they're teaching them. They just do it. And that goes back to my one of my recent podcasts about teaching with a purpose. Do you even understand what you're doing and why you're doing it? Make America think. Make America think. And hopefully you can get people to engage in information and maybe just say to them, every once in a while, I'll be uh, on social media and I'll find someone who I know and I'll just send them some information. And, and I hope that uh, it's an or maybe an article on something and I hope that they'll read it. Sometimes they will. Oftentimes they won't. There's only so much that I can do. There's only so much we all can do. But we're living in a society and we're living in, you know, it could be debatable, but I feel the greatest country in the world. But there are too many of us that don't act that way. And when you have so many amazing things at your fingertips and you're not taking advantage of it, you really have to do some soul searching. And the time to start that soul searching is now. If you've gone this far in the podcast and you've been listening up to this point, then you care. Then you're somebody who wants to make some type of a difference and making sure that people educate themselves and people know the information that's going on is really important. It shouldn't take Justin is an example. 
John McCain to look at a voter and say to them, he has to be the person to actually say that Barack Obama is not a Muslim. I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's that type of thing. And, and it's like people are waiting for the elected official or the person that's in the news to give them their information. Whereas a lot of the information similar to that can easily be found with just some basic research, basic research, not waiting for a big quote from a big politician. You know, those, that was so 30 years ago, 40 years ago. And that's how we received our information. And unfortunately, well, I don't care when it came to politicians, when it came to, to influential uh, leaders, when it came to people in power, they can skew things. Of course they can. Because for all the the great people in this world and people who ha- have good intentions, there are people that are always going to have evil intentions. I mean, it's very simple. Have you ever lied about something before? Think about it. If you have, you're guilty of that. So it's very easy to twist the truth, to twist the information around and spin it a certain type of way. I mean, heck, I, I, my grandmother, bless her soul, you know, wonderful human being, caring, compassionate, would do anything for you. In terms of a source of knowledge, not always the best person to go to. When it came to certain things, if I needed to ask her something about sewing, she was terrific. If I had to ask her something about clothing, she was terrific. Cooking, one of the best. Asking her about uh, certain regions of the country, not the best person to speak to. Because she basically didn't leave New Jersey. So she's not the best person to ask, and she was getting her information from very skewed sources. The type of thing where you, you, you believe that, uh, that Chicago is filled with gangsters, which is unfortunate. She used to say that for a long time, and there are, there are a lot of unfortunate things going on in Chicago right now. But at the time when she kept on saying it to me, that wasn't, that wasn't the case at all. I, I went to Chicago several times. I loved it. It was a f- fantastic city. And, and there was so many things. I wasn't, I, I didn't look down the street and say, oh, look, there's a gangster there. That wasn't the case. Had I listened to her, then that could have always been my perception. So we need to keep an open mind and we need to continue to open minds. So if you're a parent who's listening to this, you're somebody who's planning on having kids, you're someone who is a teacher, you're someone who has people uh, you, you, there are people that are in your life who are willing to listen educate them this isn't hard to do and sometimes they're not going to be interested and that's totally and completely fine but we definitely need to make america think again we don't have to worry about making it great it's great enough we need to get them to think 
Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. As always, a pleasure coming to you. Uh, I just wanted to just say on a side note how much I sincerely appreciate all of you who tune in to listen to the podcast episodes. Uh, my, My goal is to continue to offer a variety, and I've gotten some terrific feedback from people lately saying that they're they're happy with the fact that I will do things that have to do with music to satisfy their musical interests, things about education, just things about life. And I try to mix it up as much as possible. And, and uh, I thank you so much for that feedback. Uh, our podcast now, uh, we are... Uh, just continuing to expand and I am looking into more and more platforms on trying to get the word out. Uh, so there's that, uh, again, see what I mean? The, uh, and the ums. Uh, so thank, thank you so much for tuning in and, uh, look forward to, uh, <laughs> boy, I can't even, I, I'm, I'm now I'm conscious of it. I'm aware of it. You see what, see what you have done to me by just listening to my podcast today. I'm going to go back and work on my us and my ums. I hope you have a great day.